0: This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, what's happening? This is the Shake Up on Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. How are we feeling? End of the week. We love it. We've only got another week left of winter and then we're diving into spring. So maybe, hopefully, it's warming up a little bit where you are. You're shedding the winter blues. I'm about to launch into some time off. So I'm feeling really good at the moment, actually. (laughs) Just that little buzz you get before a bit of a holiday. But before we get to the holiday, before I get to all of that, we got to do the shake-up and dive into some of the more interesting topics, the ones that got you talking the more bizarre stories of the week. Here's what's coming up. Hi. If
1: there is an age requirement to run for office, we should definitely have age limits.
2: Australian Olympic hero Stephen Bradbury has been honoured for his bravery. Make sure that you always thank your bus driver before getting off. This
1: is exactly why I always say thank you to bus drivers.
0: On Triple Jack. Yeah, what's going on with that Stephen Bradbury story? Not only did he win gold at the Olympics in incredible circumstances, now he's gone on to save a group of swimmers. Right place, right time. Once again, a hero. Do you have a hero of the group? I'm interested, like someone who always finds themselves at the centre of the story. They just show up, something big happens. Whenever you're talking to them, oh, I've got a story about that. Oh yeah, I was there actually. Let me know, 0439 757 Hey, we've got that and a whole lot more coming up. But we've got to meet the Shake Up crew first. Got some comedians for you today. First, Lauren Bonner, how are you doing?
1: I'm very good, Dave. I'm happy to be here. What are
0: you doing this weekend? Have you got big plans?
1: I've actually got huge plans that I'm kind of approaching with the same kind of anticipation that you are for your three-week holiday. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, OK. Uh, I'm going to go to the Cat Lovers Festival. <laughs> Um also quick I mean, I haven't bought tickets yet and I'm kind of shouting it out right now. So if anyone does want to swoop in with the promos, let me know. Okay, but so it's
0: not sold out though, just checking.
1: It's absolutely not sold out, oh, and you okay. can still come along and see all the cats. I've heard that there's gonna be some Instagram famous cats there. Yes,
0: yeah, so the lineup's pretty solid.
1: There is there is also a parade of some kind of people dressing <laughs> up as cats, which I from the pictures it looks like it's kind of it's furries. Okay. So I'm really excited for that. You sound
0: excited. You know someone else, weirdly, who is going to be there is our other shake-up guest for the week. He's going to be in the little parade dressed up yeah. as a little pussycat. It's Anthony Lacaccio. Anthony, looking forward to the cat parade? Yeah,
2: I mean, I do it every year, so it's, um, it's kind of business as usual now. No, in all seriousness, I didn't know that the Cat Lovers um, Festival was happening. Has that it, changed your whole weekend? Yeah, now? totally. I've, I've had to make some calls to change some things around. I bet. I yeah. bet.
0: Um, busy, busy week, busy 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 day. How are we feeling?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Better than most weeks. Worse than some. Oh, okay. Yeah. Standard middle-of-the-road stuff. Well, I've been off the vapes for five days now, so I'm not, like, wanting to throw myself in front of cars. So I think, like, this is the good day. Okay. This is is the the turnaround. Well,
0: I'm glad we can distract you for half an hour. You cannot leave here. You cannot vape. You cannot do anything. You are hostage here in the Triple J studio, but hostage in a good way. We're going to have an amazing
1: time. I had no right to retire from the battlefield. I mean, heavens, I'm a bloody good swordsman. On Triple Jack.
0: Ah, uh, Bob Catter, there he is. Not going anywhere anytime soon. That's what he told Hack this week. He's not retiring. Why should he, he says. And you might have heard some of the other comments from Bob. He doesn't think that people should be allowed in Parliament unless they're at least 36 years old. If you're under 36, no wisdom. What do you think of when you think of a politician? Like, what springs to mind because it probably is someone a lot older than you, and there is a lot of talk at the moment about age in politics, especially in the United States. Who's too old? Who's not old enough? And I'm wondering... Do we need to put an age cap on politicians? Hi.
2: Why are American politicians
1: so old? Yeah, I just think Joe Biden is too old, man. How is there not a maximum age to be president? I don't think anyone under 36 should be allowed into parliament. Well, I just walk away from it, do it? What a hide you got, you know? Nice little pension. I can
2: sit and watch television every night. Well, I don't think that Jesus would be very priest when I go to
1: meet my maker if I would taken that turn. Because an 89-year-old in office is problematic on Triple Jack.
0: Let me know your thoughts on this one. We spoke about it earlier this week on Instagram as well, on Hacks Instagram. It's been blowing up all week. People wanting to talk about potential age caps on politicians. We do it for some professions, for federal judges, have to retire at 70. What about politicians? Do you feel comfortable with much older people making decisions about future generations? And if you did hear Bob Catter's interview... No politician under 36 years old. What do you think of that? Call in 1300 0555 36. You can message in as well. 0439 Time to ask the Shake Up crew. We've got comedians Anthony Lacasio and Lauren Bonner. Hey, Anthony, can you be too old to be a politician?
2: Yes, oh. absolutely. <laughs> I think the other story from this week was that Joe Biden... Um, there was, like, a Maori, uh, in Maui there was, like, flash fires and he mm. came to make, a, like, a, a speech to, to, you know, the presidential thing. And he compared their plight to some time 30 years ago when there was a small fire in his kitchen and, quote, his cat nearly died. And uh, I think that was, um, that was the moment where everyone kind of... I mean, he, he's been too old to be president for a while, but right. now we're kind of like, man, you, you can't even do a good commiseration speech.
0: I mean, a lot of people obviously talking about Joe Biden also, Donald Trump just a few years behind. He's, like, wanting to run for president. What do you think, Lauren? Is this something that, you know, you've thought about a lot in terms of politicians and age?
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't thought that much about it aside from, like, you know, having a, a bit of a laugh at that video of Mitch McConnell. Um Clearly having a medical emergency and quickly yeah. returning to the press conference. Well, um, we're it's, glad he's okay. We're glad he's okay. It's 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 pretty wild. Um, but I I mean my main question to politicians who are that old is why do you still want to do that? Like, I'm not even 30 and I would love to retire. Like, (laughs) what's going on that you're in your 80s and you're still wanting to go to the office every day? Like, just chill out. I mean, that is what is more concerning. I'm wondering about what are their motivations here?
0: So do you think, like, age caps are a good idea? Is that something that we should have in place?
1: Look... I think it's hard to say. Maybe a, a mental fitness test or something that's been mentioned by people because yep. you don't want to kick someone out of their job. And also, I never want to stop hearing what Bob Catter has to say about anything. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was
2: my thought as well. I just I want him to be on TV always. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've
0: had a few sit-down interviews with Bob Catter and he, you know, has admitted as well that he knows how to get people talking and to make a headline. I don't know when Bob is being serious and when he's not. But in this case, he seemed pretty serious. He was like, no, I don't think you have the wisdom to be a politician under 36. Interesting, though, the Hack audience were very quick on this one. They were like, well, he joined when he was 29. He entered state parliament. So, interesting point there. Do you, Anthony, reckon Cap's... Uh, a good idea for politicians. Where did
2: he pluck thirty six from? I don't seems know. Like it's such an unusual number. number. I've been thinking about
0: that too, actually.
2: No, I think the younger the better. I think I think we can really get behind people that are, that are sexy. I think that's um that's like the number one prerequisite I don't for a leader know because that. we've never had a sexy prime minister. Yeah, and I, I'm jealous of America. You know, if, if the Barack Obama years taught us anything is that if you're young and handsome, we will look past you, drone striking women and children.
0: Well, well, look, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say, Anthony, that I'm looking for more in a political leader than their physical appearance. Lauren, thoughts? Well,
1: that's that's your opinion. Um, <laughs> but, I I mean, I think younger is sometimes better, but I have to say, and I'm surprised to say the words, that I agree with Bob Catter a little bit here. Not 36. I think that's extreme, but I... I mean, I don't like to see people younger than me doing anything that is technically better than what I'm doing um and <laughs> I know that I definitely didn't have any wisdom, and I still don't and i'm twenty nine now and there's just certain things that I do kind of want someone who knows what's going on, and some people they'll always argue it's like, oh well, you know there's this twenty one year old they're incredibly mature, they're ready. But I don't if they're a really serious twenty one year old and they have all their stuff together and they're really on it, then I think they're Kind of a weirdo.
0: We've got some messages coming through. Someone People says... People are going to
1: be mad at me for that. No,
0: Sorry. well, they probably <laughs> will be, Lauren, but that's absolutely fine. That's what the shake-up's all about. They'll yeah. probably be mad at you too, Anthony. We're Why? sharing the madness. Why? Who knows? Who knows? We're having a discussion here. Someone on the text slide says, even 60 is pushing it. Another person says, between 30 and 60 should be the age age range for Ooh. politicians. And another person, Bob Catter, reckons no one under 36 should be in Parliament. Not a good view, but if you're going to put age limits on, then no one over 75 should be in. See you later, Bob. That was someone's message there. Does age actually factor in when you're looking at someone to vote for, Anthony? Like, in all seriousness, when you're
2: choosing who you're going to vote for, do you think about age much? No, not unless the person is, like, really, really old or really, really young. You know what I mean? Like It it only becomes a factor when it becomes a factor. I don't think it should be an age test. I think there should just be like a competency test. Like if you can stand up for half an hour without falling asleep, you're fine. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I We're mean, co- that,
1: I would never be in Parliament in that case. Yeah, no, no, me <laughs> My neither. My dream, obviously. That's <laughs> what I'm pursuing.
0: I was going to ask, would either of you consider a career in politics?
1: No, 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 no. It's got longevity,
0: not. we know that. it can be there for a few years.
1: It seems like a, a very interesting space to be And I've got friends involved in politics who do great things, but... um, No. I mean, there's a lot of interesting characters in that scene and that's all I'll say on that. Okay.
0: going (laughs) to leave it there?
1: I'll leave it there. Um, But it's not a great crowd. And, I mean, us in show business, it's not a great crowd either, the kind of people who would pursue this life. But (laughs) I I don't know. I think age is important. And, like, when I'm voting, I don't necessarily think about age, but I think about age in a lot of things. I had a psychologist once who was about my age and I couldn't take her advice. I couldn't take her seriously. She was just like a gal pal. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started seeing an old man with the same name as my father, which I think is irrelevant, but... I thought his wisdom was much more valid.
0: Someone on the text line says, we have a representative government aid. Shouldn't matter if constituents elect them in. Another person says, it's really stupid. Like, where is the voice for young people? Another person, you want to keep working to feel connected and useful. That's really important. And someone else, by 30, you know how to be an adult. By 60, your opinions are irrelevant to the future. Oh, I don't know about that. I reckon that could be a bit too far because that's the thing you want to be careful not to go the other way and even the younger people that we spoke to for this story and who are trying to increase youth representation in politics they weren't saying boot people out at a certain age they were saying more things like term limits like if you think about it some of these leaders like bob is one example but there are many others who entered politics in the 1970s like that's a long time to be in that world right anthony do you reckon there should be a time for people to just do the service and then get out into the real world?
2: No, mm. that's not. The, there's no. There's no term limits on other jobs. So you know, these people have. If these people have cultivated this skill set over thirty years, and then all of a sudden you're like, nope nah, sorry, you're too old, go away." What's Bob gonna do otherwise? Like I he can't, know. he can't go back into the army, even though he was pretty good at it. <laughs> That's what he said. He's a good swordsman. He said. Um, it
0: was an interesting quote that I was reading when I was getting ready uh, for today, and it was from a former head of the UN, and he said one of the tests of leadership is knowing when to leave the stage, and I thought that was so interesting, right? Is it something you've ever thought about, Lauren? Like, when do I dip out of comedy? Like, when's the right time? <laughs> <laughs> That's something I
1: think about every day of my life. I've thought about it when I was on stage in front of an audience of two in bimbi When do I pack it in? Um, I think you do need to be asking yourself that question. I think it, and it would be a real good leader who could say honestly um, that they're ready to leave. But, I mean, as we know from... Um, philosophy and history, power corrupts and power changes you. So I think the longer you are in power, the, the more addled you become, the more obsessed with the spotlight you become. And I can't blame them for not wanting to stand down. But it does kind of get to a point where it's a little bit silly. If people are in their 90s and still trying to be in politics, just go relax, go play golf or yeah, something. And
0: presumably they've got the kind of financial backing to allow that to happen, right, to get out there and have a nice retirement.
1: Surely.
0: Someone else on the text line, governments should be representative of the population they're governing. So I don't entirely agree with the age limits, but there is a problem with having a government that's overrepresented by older people. And, yeah, on Hack earlier this week we did speak to an expert who has studied this in Sweden and he said politicians are getting older. Like that's just a fact that's like a trend around the world. Another person, uh, US presidents need to be a minimum of 35 years old. So maybe that's where Bob got his number from. That was from Annabelle. We had some other news this week with the intergenerational report. I don't know whether you guys saw this, but it was a big report released about what Australia would look like in 40 years' time and it said... Hmm, that we're going to be poorer, there's going to be more of us, there's an ageing population. There was a lot of pessimistic stuff in there. Anthony, when you, like, read these articles about what Australia's going to be like in a few decades' time and they're pretty depressing, do you ever, like, are, are you ever thinking, no, no, there are things I am looking forward to actually? Like, are you always struggling to find stuff to you know, look forward to in the decades
2: ahead. Look, you've seen how I walk, Dave. I'm pretty (laughs) decrepit. I'm not lasting 40 more years, man. It's, it's, it's done for me. I'm not worried about that. But, but, um, having said that, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about all this stuff. I think all this doom and gloom, I mean, going back to the politics thing, things like being in politics does age you. Mm. Like you look at, you look at Obama, you look at a few of the other politicians that have like like um what's his face? Albo. He's mm. only like 32, man, and he looks terrible. <laughs> I'm not worried about that stuff. I look really, really young. I think it's about the quality of life. And no nah, I I don't worry, man. I, I live a very, very easy lifestyle. Yeah. We is like Lauren was saying before, we're comedians. We don't we don't really get stressed by things other than when to get off stage.
0: Oh, that's so nice. And hey Lauren, you're gonna be happy. With this one, someone's messaged in. I saw that Mullum show. You were great. Don't give up yet.
1: <laughs> wow, it's amazing statistically that one of the two people that was there that night <laughs> quite saw ex- me. That's quite extraordinary. Quite
0: extraordinary. Um that is the reach and power of Triple J. We are out there and we are hitting all of those tiny communities. And hey, thanks for messaging in. Someone else says, yeah, millennials running the country, yes, please. So they're ready for a big generational shift. We <laughs> could go on and on about this. It really did blow up the Instagram this week, as intergenerational wars tend to do, Anthony. But we can't talk about it forever. We've got to move on.
1: Hack. Uh, Olympic gold is awesome, of course. It's brilliant. But risking your life to save the lives of strangers, that is next level. On Triple Jack.
0: Have you ever heard someone say, oh, they pulled a Stephen Bradbury? When someone pushes through unimaginable circumstances to win big. Now, we love Stephen Bradbury. He famously won gold at the 2002 Winter Olympics after all his opponents were involved in a big pile-up on the last corner. Incredible stuff. Well, Stephen's always in the right place at the right time, it seems. Now he's Australia's hero again after saving four swimmers from drowning. Hey.
1: Being in the right place at the right time is paying off for an Aussie Olympic hero. Bradbury is going to
2: come and win gold. The former speed skater risked his life to pluck four teenage girls to safety.
1: A moment where I was the guy in the place and it was go time. It was kind of nice to know that under extreme circumstances, I could still go back into what I call Olympic mode, even though I'm not as fit. On Triple Jack,
0: Yeah, Stephen Bradbury getting a bravery award for rescuing four teenagers from drowning on the Sunshine Coast. Amazing story. If you haven't read the details, go and read it. He was paddling out and then he had to paddle back and go out there again. It makes me think, though, do you know someone who's just the hero of every situation or has a story about everything. Just happened to be there. Oh, I was there actually. Also, Steven said he went into Olympic mode and I wanna know, what's your Olympic mode? Is there a time where you've just been able to dig a bit deeper, pull off something amazing? Call in 1300 055 536. Hey, we've got someone who's called in already before we even get to the Shake Up Crew. Liam's on the line. Liam, what's your experience?
1: Yeah, so we've got a mate who, I guess, ever since we've known him, always wanted to be a doctor, and we're pretty we're pretty much all certain that the only reason he wanted to
0: was so he can be that, does anyone know a doctor <laughs> <type guy>. So <laughs>
1: we've had, um, just in the last few weeks, we I think he, he helped a guy with a dislocated ankle at indoor netball. Um, wow. He gave a guy CPR at the pub who had a medical episode. Oh. Um, yeah, so I think it's, you know... The money and all
0: the, the cool stuff about being a doctor is just a little um, fringe benefit for him. He just likes being the, um, does anyone know a doctor guy? The one called on in an emergency, yeah, when all the other doctors yeah. are kind of like cringing and freaking out and being like, no, wrong place, wrong time. He's like, all right place, right time.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Liam. Get out the yeah. Oh, thank you, Liam. Thanks to your mate as well for all the good service he appears to be doing for everyone having a medical emergency. Anthony Lacaccio... Uh, what do you reckon? Do you do you know anyone who's a bit of a hero all the time?
2: Maybe you're the hero. Um, this is actually kind of underreported because um because the story happened a year ago. But when Stephen Bradbury saved those people, mm. um what a lot of people don't know is that three other dudes went out to try and save those people first and they all drowned. <laughs> what? Oh Dave, come on, you <laughs> gotta keep up, man. You gotta keep you gotta keep up, man. <laughs> I was like, maybe he's, I didn't read the whole article on. actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, you're a comedian. You're always throwing grenades at me here at the desk. Yeah, sorry,
2: man. But sorry. D- no, I don't. I don't have. I've got three mates who are doctors, and they all fit the exact same description <laughs> that the guy who called in uh, mate does. Uh, it's just like a pure glory hogging thing, like that. I'm, I'm sure the mate doesn't even work as a doctor. He just waits around pubs for people to pass out. Um, but no. <laughs> Uh, in terms of people being very extraordinarily lucky, which is what Stephen Bradbury is, he is extraordinarily lucky uh My girlfriend wins things on the radio all the time, right like all that like a, like a disproportionate amount of time really yeah it 's never been you no it 's never been me. I just make a fool of myself on the radio no nah,
0: you're not making a fool you 've won you know you 've won credibility today on the radio anthony Lacascio. that 's the all prize for the for the shake up Lauren, what about you? Do you have a friend who's a bit of a hero all the time?
1: I mean, I was trying to think about this. And I mean, I think me, Joan, I think I'm a pretty lucky person. Things do often work out for me. Um, like, I mean, th- the biggest break I got, I filmed a TV show and I was like, I wonder how they found me. I found out they just Googled Australian female comedian. I came up, they emailed me, bang, bang, done. <laughs> you know? Um, and then also, one time, actually, the most ethically dubious win that I've had as well was. Quite a few years ago I had just quit um, my job in an underground car park because a man yelled at me and I had absolutely no money to my name and I needed, I'd worked out, I needed like $300 to pay my rent and get me going until I started my new job. I was like, I just need $300. And then that day I actually found on the ground $300. Oh. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. It
1: was in a wallet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'd like to say that it was a very fancy Louis Vuitton wallet, which is Attention, why pickpocket. It was a really expensive wallet, so that's how I justified taking the cash. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, and he's fine. Returning yeah, the wallet, fine. I didn't touch the black Amex in there. Nah,
0: I'm, of course you left that, didn't you, Lauren? Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> if the wallet, that's I, that's a rule for life, okay? If it's a Velcro wallet. Hand it in, okay? If it's a Louis Vuitton, that's just trickling down. Just, that's for you.
0: Someone on the text line's got a story. They say, I saved my girlfriend from drowning whilst almost drowning myself. Then she proposed to me.
1: I thought he was going to say, then she broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, queen.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Uh, do you think, Anthony, that you're kind of the person that will... I don't know, step up in a difficult situation? Do you see yourself if there is some kind of thing happening, running across the bar trying to save the person?
2: Is that you? No. absolutely not like I don't, I don't have any you've got co- a
0: good gag about it though don't, don't you yeah, yeah always
2: <laughs> i do, i have no like skills i have no like I'm, i've got very bad motor skills i'm not very good at carrying stuff or, or helping people in any way and the way i see it like if somebody's getting eaten by a shark that's one life in danger if i go and try and save the person Statistically I'm just putting two lives in danger and one of those lives is mine. So it's pretty it's more valuable. I'm doing yeah. the world a service. Like we could are we gonna lose one or are we gonna lose two? <laughs>
0: That's Anthony Lacascio's take on life. You can read his audio book or uh, you can listen to it anywhere you get your books. It's amazing. What's it called? With, uh, <laughs> my life in
2: shadows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but do me a favor, if you see a bus driver today, give him a smile. There's so many people
1: against bus drivers out on the road. It'd be nice to see people with a smile on Triple Jack.
0: Are you waving to the bus driver? Thanking them before you get off at your stop, saying, g'day, when you jump on? Because not everyone does, we know that. Is it the right thing to do? Maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not doing it, because they don't want to be saying and waving and acknowledging everyone as they're getting on and off the bus. But a study's found, yes, it does help. The University of Sussex looked into this, found bus drivers want you to acknowledge them, it's meaningful to them, But the same research found while most of us know it does have a positive impact, less than a quarter do it. So how comfortable are you talking to strangers if you're in a place without buses even, in the country, a small town? Are people actually more friendly? Are you always waving to people you're passing on the road? Is that true? Message in 0439757555. Lauren, this study makes sense, right? You be nice to someone makes them feel better.
1: Yeah, and I mean... On Pretty the, simple. I Why are we... How much money are we dedicating to these studies? Because I actually could have told you that and I have no formal scientific qualifications and I would have loved the grant. It um, would have stopped you
0: from taking it out of someone's wallet, actually. It
1: could have. It actually could have saved me from a life of crime. So you're welcome. But... I mean, I say, I mean, I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to stand here and pretend that I'm catching the bus. I've got a Mitsubishi Mirage. I'm doing very well. <laughs> no
0: brand myself. names, no brand names oh, on the ABC. I'm very sorry, <laughs> just for context.
1: Um... I I mean I'll say thanks to the bus driver, but I'm also not going to make a big production of it and yell it from the back of the bus. You know, <laughs> make a big production. There of There are people it. who do that. Who write at the back, they're like, thanks, mate, have a good one. They're not doing that for the bus driver. They're doing that for themselves. You reckon? That's a performance.
2: Anthony, your thoughts on this one? Even more so when they do the when the bus driver f- um, fails to open the back door and they and they do the back door, they uh. they yell out back door. Sometimes people <laughs> hit like a like <laughs> an operatic note to yeah. be like backdoor <laughs> driver <laughs> and you're like man just go to the front door. You don't need to do this. Uh, but I think, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, like, say hello. Well, why, in what other context would you not say hello? You'd say hello. Like, if you got in an Uber, would you just ignore the Uber driver? It's, it's just kind of like basic manners. But people can get away with it on the bus because once you're past the threshold of the driver, he may as well not even exist. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you're, you're 20 meters away if you go to the back <laughs> of the bus. It's just pure cowardice and like social anxiety. And I don't like it. <laughs> t- having said that, I also never catch the bus.
0: Just take the bus more. They're actually really convenient, guys. On the text line, someone says, 100%. I'll say hello to anyone I cross paths with. I just got some petrol at the servo and was cleaning my windscreen, waiting for the person uh, in front to pay for their fuel. And she said, oh, I was watching from inside and hope you'd wash mine. And so I did wash hers. And it was great and she was so happy and I thought that's wonderful. Well, well done to you. Nikita says, I was doing my morning walk and a guy walked past and I gave him a big smile and said the old, hi, how you doing? And he looked me dead in the eye and replied, shit. (laughs) my man yeah so not the response you're waiting for another person nicole i live in a small town i wear headphones to the supermarket so no one will talk to me love that nicole she's really turning stereotypes on their head there for country towns and their friendliness ah i don't know What what do you what about clapping at the end of the flight you're half italian anthony we like that (laughs) <laughs> what does that have to do because it? Because
2: they love you to know, do it. You've been on an aeroplane before. <laughs> do they love to do it? They do. Okay, they do um, it less
0: these days. But no, no, that's
2: weird because the 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 cockproof door is soundproof, so the driver <laughs> can't even like the pilot can't even hear it. It's it's it's, it's for the it's for themselves because they own they made it through. Those people that rode in are freaks, uh, and the the person who got shit. <laughs> Uh, return to them deserves it because like there's a difference between speaking to somebody that's providing a service to you and literally like driving you somewhere and a random person on the street i'm headphones in woolly's guy all the way come on anthony look up look around you
0: he just looked up everyone for everyone wanting to know i thought you had a surprise for me (laughs) nah you got me i got you someone on the text line says i'm a new bus driver i love when people wave or say thanks but don't care either way (laughs) love when people use the front door though because then i can leave faster that was from someone messaging in from brisbane okay another person says oh my god i wouldn't dare ignore a bus driver that should be illegal someone who takes it really seriously there, someone someone else. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a deckhand on the ferries in Bris Vegas. I'm outraged when I don't get a thank you. I put in a big effort. Getting blanked is a slap in the face. That was from Laura. And somebody else says, I made it a New Year's resolution to give out random compliments and started getting them back all the time. Plus, yes, I want to say hi to the bus driver. So it pays off. If you're saying hi to people, you're going to get good stuff back.
1: You do, I'm sure, and I—I I mean, <laughs> I well, as well. I'm You're someone,
0: like, so I've heard. I'm so not willing to invest, but it's so a, I've heard.
1: It's a nice way to move around the world, I think, because I'm <laughs> someone who is also eyes down, feet—that's my technique. If I leave a, a gig, especially if an audience wants to talk to me, feet never stop moving. Thank you so much. Thanks, gotta go. Bye. I'm in a hurry. Like, da, 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 like I'm out the door. But I'm good friends with, um, you know, Triple J Diva Conchita Caristo, Conchella. who lives her life by the very opposite. Um,
0: kind of. She's jealous. always keen to say hi to everyone.
1: Oh, we've walked into <laughs> a restaurant. We went to a restaurant together and she screamed at the sight of a waiter there. She grabbed him, she hugged him, she cried. And I said, How do you know him? He was just a waiter at the restaurant. That's, that's the relationship. Typical
0: concetta. I couldn't imagine loving. anything less. And that's all we've got time for on the shakeup and for Hack this week. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed to another massive week on Hack. I'm going to be away for the next three weeks. I'm heading off overseas for a little trip I'm going to see the family in Sicily which will be really nice but also if you follow me on Instagram you can probably block me for the next couple of weeks because all I'm going to be doing is uploading pasta pictures by the beach so that'll be my life but hey Tim Shepherd's going to be here with you he's going to be filling in for the next couple of weeks and then Joe Lauder is back to present as well so have a great time I'll see you next month bye hack
1: on triple
2: jack